Hey, with Kelly Diaz, Dom uh, Bangs a Rocket, great title, uh, is the short film. I played the comedy film festival. It's a short film. It's a comedy. And it's yeah. a, a comedy about uh, a kid getting lost. And some for some reason, you made that funny. Somehow you made that funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I can't take credit for this story. My husband, uh, Tom C., is the writer. And um, we're very much creative partners. We edited together. Um, he's the script supervisor on it. He did the music for it. So we're like next to each other at the monitor. Um, but tone wise, you made it happen, I guess, right? <laughs> I mean, I try <laughs> to bring to bring his words to life and to bring that kind of like very particular tone, definitely. Yeah, an adult, adult, uh, well, I guess an wannabe or an adult uh, star picks up a kid and then the kid gets lost. I guess that's the, yeah. point. that's the, that's the, that's the synopsis, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that is pretty much as as we have it. That uh, that um, Garth going missing sort of sets all these events in motion. You know, definitely. Yeah, it's it's a nineteen minutes. It's really fast paced. It doesn't feel like nineteen minutes at all. It just kind of has Thank like you. a little flow to it. I'm curious Please. about. I know your husband. You said your husband wrote the script, but I'm curious about. Yeah the design because everybody's kind of like it's very color it's a very colorful film let's put it that way so I'm curious about so my good yeah I'm sorry no go ahead okay my um my background is in fine arts and I actually started out in film working as a production designer oh okay and that I feel sense. like yeah I feel very strongly about color and that there should be an aspect of color and that color is a psychological um component right? That should be there and present. And I tend towards um, always kind of wanting to bring that out, making sure there's something in the frame, in the costumes. I think when I was first starting out working in the art department, like I, I think sometimes one of my like pet peeves was like directors who were like, yeah, and we're gonna, well, we want to have all this color in there. And I'm like, well, then that has to be in the frame. Like that's not something that just like matches. <laughs> Yeah. happens and so that's something that I definitely always put an aspect um, of color in there and, and really thinking about in my pre-production stages like I, I find it really helpful to do a lookbook and to think about kind of like what is my palette for this film and what's my inspiration and very much for um for this short it was like the valley itself like in LA and really thinking about like um kind of like the blues of the skies and the greens of like this sort of fake oasis landscape, you know, that like um, there's supposed to be a drought, but it's just so green, yeah. you know, with all the grass and the trees and whatever. And then just thinking about these colorful characters and all of the like strip malls and just how to really bring that out. So I've, ne I, I've never been to the Valley, but it has a kind of timeless, uh, feel to it I, i've seen I, <laughs> funny enough that i i've actually interviewed people who shot in the valley and it's like yeah. you don't know what area you're in it's just like because it, it's like it feels like the 80s in, in some shots and then yeah <laughs> it is very much a sprawl and i think like for me like movies that that i felt like kind of inspired by like fast times at ridgemont high has that like suburban um valley feel like i think you know parts of big lebowski um just like you know, like bowling alleys and like just being like, yeah, we're going to go eat at like in and out Burger, like yeah. just like that whole 
that whole thing. The 1980s, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really I'm old enough to live through that. Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> the roller derby or you know what I mean? Like it's like, yeah, yeah all these little fads popping up, right? Totally. So, but in the terms of uh, like the, the the character, the character is like, like um, you talk about uh, the moon. So your main character has like kind of like a reddish kind of like hat and like he has the, he has the cross and he is a porn, totally. he is a porn star. So it's a little bit of a contradiction. One would. He's like, uh, you know, he's coming from getting his pump on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I think, um, you know, if you're a porn star, why can't you believe in God? You know, I don't yeah, think no, no, no. I, yeah. it's, it's, you, you know, know? How, it's it more about I'm on the porn stars side. It's more the the organized religions a little bit snobbish about you know, <laughs> having more than one, yeah. partner, I guess. Right. Uh, yeah, I think it's for him. It's more of like you know, he's got his catcher equipment in the car. It's sort of like the cross is like the. um You know, like the athletic rapper, like it's ubiquitous, right? Like totally. You got to have some bling, you know. <laughs> Even at yeah. the gym, yeah. So, sure. but the last thing I would want. Amazing. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say that I have kids, and the last person I would want to pick up my children would probably be this guy. <laughs> well, you know, his dad's the producer, so it's not. You know, it's a family business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, so of course, he gets lost. What book is he reading? What book is he reading in the back seat? I I missed that. The kid. He's reading. I think the history. Man's rise to civilization. Yeah, yeah I knew it was something profound. <laughs> I'm sorry. I said I knew it was something profound. It was like a like a yeah, book above totally. his his intellect or above his age kind of book, I guess, right? Yeah, and he's like so happy to crack it open with his little bookmark, right? <laughs> totally. So to go back to your husband. So your husband, when when did your husband first write the script, or when did you first hear about it? Um, he you know he had written the script a few years before and it's something where we kept sort of being like oh I mean to make this we're gonna make this um and it just kept getting getting pushed off with like life events where you're just like no this other thing is going on and we're not gonna be able to do that and um when the pandemic hit in um you know March of 2020 I was in the middle I would say towards the end of my um getting my grad degree at UCLA and um you know the world just stopped and we we're kind of like at home sitting in this box right <laughs> like everybody else <laughs> and I think um you know it was like the industry shut down everything shut down everybody's just home like waiting for something to happen and um and so many um of the other like grad students that I had been working with and filmmakers were just like shit when are we gonna get this on set right and I think we, you know Tom and I were like maybe this is the perfect time for us to shoot it like we certainly have an open schedule you know um what if we could do this and uh, a friend of ours came on as the producer and we kind of we just started to like feel it out and the truth was um everybody was like really into it yeah I think they were they were so hungry and happy to, to get on set mm -hmm. and to to do something. And I think because it was a comedy, the act of making it was also very much escapist. You know, like we were shooting these silly scenes all day. It wasn't like um, we were shooting a torture scene all day. Yeah. You know, while we're all so stressed out or whatever. 
So it was something, I think it became like a really cathartic process. And even, you know, once we were all done, we were kind of like, wow, we like made it through that. Nobody got COVID, you know, um, it felt like we could just do anything after that, right? We're like, we can get through this. And I think that that kind of everyone was in that same boat. Um, it was our first experience with self-tapes. That was like um, no, such it's a, a different thing. way of casting. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, now, now it's a thing. Now it's like everybody does it no matter what, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we when we had cast the part of Claude, um, you know, he's like gonna have this, sorry, if you could hear my dog, where he's, he has this yeah. like neck brace. And um, I think we added the neck brace after because, you know, we found an actor that we we're like, oh my God, we love him, Eric Prock now. He's so amazing. He did a great job with the accent. Um, and we met him on Zoom. And for some reason I couldn't find like, you know, the card in his um, account that had said like, you know, size, clothing size height weight all that stuff that usually you see under every artist account yeah and uh while we're like oh you know you're it you're cast it's great and like while we were chatting with him and he's like i'm like six five or whatever just like giant you know and we're just like oh shit <laughs> like this guy's supposed to be like kind of like taken over by these two other dudes and like he's definitely taller than them yeah like, I think at that point we're like okay he needs to be a little more injured the you know crutches aren't gonna do it you know which is like nice break you too. yeah you improvise yeah. with your casting I guess right yeah 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 definitely and then so. you shot everything outside so I know things were different I don't when did you shoot it exactly during COVID what what era um we shot at the beginning of September, I would say end of August, beginning of September. Um, one of the things we were like that made us be like we could do this was because it was all exteriors. Yeah. And at the time that we were getting permits, um, everything, I think you should you couldn't shoot past nine o'clock. Maybe, maybe it was 10 o'clock in LA, which like it just starts to get dark around then. You know, and so originally the pool party scene was supposed to be a nighttime scene and we changed that to the daytime because um, like having shooting that and then the, the you know, their fight outside, it would have just been too many hours with like not enough darkness, you know, um, so that was a logistical change. And then um, because everything else was outside, we were OK and we they also were trying to discourage um having location moves because every because of like disinfecting and all that's these yeah. other steps that you have to do and so we ended up doing um a bunch of half days and kind of not um not really even pushing like a 12-hour day because you you could only start at a certain time you can only end at a certain time you know it, logistically it was so scary uh, to plan. And then it, it kind of seemed like by the time we actually shot it, everybody was like, yeah, yeah, washing your hands. Uh, you know, like they just were like used to it already. Yeah, spray this, disinfect. Okay, yeah. a hand sanitizer. Like, and uh, we had, you know, planned to, we, okay, we're going to do a big Zoom meeting and we're going to talk to everybody about all of the um, like stipulations and how we're going to handle everything. And um, 
it was fine. <laughs> you know, the testing yeah. went fine. Nobody got COVID. Like, uh, you know, ev- everyone was kind of like just living it by then. And so um, it wasn't as much of an issue in September as we had kind of anticipated when we started pre-production in June. And you were, well, you were outside too. I know that people didn't know uh, (laughs) that wasn't as serious, but you were still, I'm assuming you were wearing masks outside and. Oh yeah. Everybody was masked, you know, except for like the actors, like between takes, they would be masked. They were masked at rehearsals. You know, everyone was just doing everything they could, you know, um, even, you know, on our small scale, 30 person, you know, crew, we were still serious, you know, it's still a large, um, pretty large crew. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like, no BTS photographer, no hair and makeup person. Um, just, just trying to, to pare things down. Um, but, you know, we, you know, we really lit things and had rag and frame up and did grip. We didn't I don't think we did any electric. I think we just did grip if I recall. Because yeah. it was the daytime anyway, so whatever. Well, it's shot like kind of like a in like a document. Dare I say, like a documentary style? You have lots of long shots across the streets, and then you kind of like sometimes you like for for a comedic effect or a dramatic effect, you kind of push mm-hmm. the camera in from across the street. We definitely use zooms. We definitely yeah, you, you, use you, zooms. like we so. It's sort zoom. of like it's like, <laughs> look at this. It's sort of like it's a nice directing style. It's like a kind of like a cool style. But they get lots of long shots, lots of like, but it's all tilts and zooms and like, kind of like uh, movements. You're not kind of like, there's not many dollies or anything like that. It's just kind of like, you're kind of like playing with the camera, I guess, on the, on the tripod. We had, yeah, we did a lot of stuff on tripod. I think we didn't do any like sort of doorway dolly or dolly track shots. There are some um, like Dana dolly so that um, you can kind of move yeah. along a track, you know, higher, but um yeah. 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 I think we, you know, Tom and I, you know, would sit and talk about the shots and how, like, I mean, we made decisions where we were like, this is going to be the shot for this and we're not getting any other coverage of this. And that's just what it's going to be. And so just trying to be streamlined, you know, in, yeah. in every possible way. So where did you find the the child actor? Um. LA casting. Everybody I think was from LA casting. And uh he he actually is like a skater. Like he has like a million more Instagram followers than me, you know? Like <laughs> he's like a child skater and like he was like, "Can I do you think I could do some skateboarding?" And I was like, "Man, it's not it's not the part." It was <laughs> I was really nervous. I was really nervous about um working with a child actor. And um, I remember that in the casting process, I was like, so is it okay? You know, having parents, right? And I'm like, so at one point he says the word cunt, you know, like just like trying to be really uh, upfront with like the needs of the character. And there was a porn star in the movie. And yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they saw the script. So it was like very, you know, very transparent. And I think that that's how things should be. You know, Um, it's not a secret. You know, like it's a job. So it's very much about, you know, what what are you willing to do and what are you not? And do you believe in this story or, or don't you? And do you want this part? And I think it's fair to say no and then find someone else that wants to do it, you know? Um, but I, I think we, it came down to like, there was a younger child who was, oh, he was so cute. He was adorable, but the energy... I just couldn't do it. <laughs> it, was, it was like, 
maybe he was like five or four, maybe. Um, but I, it was like, he was, he was just like kind of bouncing off the walls, even in zoom. And I was just like, I was like, I'm just not, I, I don't think I can handle that, you know? And, and Nino who plays Garth had such poise, you know, even being, he was like, I think nine at the time. Yeah. And I was like, I was like that I could do. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's fantastic. It's like, it, like, it's like, it, there's something interesting the way you're describing, like the way you guys shot it too, because it's people are more free. Like you got your DP or you got your crew. They, mm-hmm. they, they probably, they're usually a lot of these crew members, especially on these independent films are just jam packed working set, working film, the film, the film. And then you can kind of do these half days and like they're, you're not building around their schedules as much. So there's, there's even though you're restricted by COVID, there's some freedom too when you're working in this era because like the crew members are not as, as busy as they usually are. Oh yeah. No yeah. way. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, my AD, like who was also our producer, Maria Valdez, who was also a director in her own right. Like she was like, okay, like, do you want anything else? You know, like, yeah. are you sure? <laughs> you know, that we're, are we done for real? You know? And yeah, I mean, it was, there was COVID, there was record heat, there was like, we had some days where we had to do pickups because um, we had some issues with getting test results back. Like even though they turned out to be negative, we still couldn't get the results right away. Because if you remember the beginning of testing, it was like, yeah. we'll sort of get it back to you, you know? Yeah. Um, so we had some issues where we had to push shooting days. And um, it, it was just, it was interesting interesting challenge but but people were generally available yeah, you know they i would say something. yeah they they were available and they were down the the cast was busier than the crew i would say yeah yeah but a lot of these crew members it's like they just work on set all the time it's like i'm co- during covid they're the ones who are <laughs> like probably the going the most crazy because they're so used to working these long days and they that's part of their routine and they like it right yeah. 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 I mean, I was working through, I was doing like G and E camera stuff, you know, yeah. up until, yeah. So it was, um, it was, it was a crazy time. I'm, I'm glad to be done with that time. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't yeah. happen again. Right. Yeah. 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 At least I'd be like, well, I went through it the first time. Yeah. Well, let's hope it's now. part of our era, right? Like there's things that we like 9-11, COVID, that's enough, right? Like It's going to be a thing. Like right now, you know, I'll be like, oh my God, this person wasn't even born until after 9-11. Yeah. And then in 20 years, we'll be like, they weren't even born until yeah. after COVID, you know, whatever. <laughs> that's enough for our generation. We're done. Yeah. Right? We've had yeah. enough, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> okay so it looks like i was reading your uh, your blog interview and it seems like you have you've had a pretty interesting life or career where you started oh, thank you. and then your husband who work it happens all the time you work in the film industry it's like hey and you see somebody it's like hey you got that personality to work in the film industry you kind of rope people in you worked in the in the art department which is a great place to work at yeah. in, in the film industry because it's probably the most creative Um, I love my art department peeps I love art department I always get along with art department costume hair and makeup like we chill we're good (laughs) 
hundred percent. And it's like the, 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 they're the people that I like to, when I worked on locations in the industry, they're the people I like, probably like to talk to the most mm-hmm. out of, uh, totally. out of all the departments and <laughs> totally. to be honest with you. Yeah. So in like, and you had all, but it's like, and then you kind of move in the camera and then you kind of were attracted to directing, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's where, you know, at UCLA, they made all of the cinematographers direct. And it's not anything I had ever, you know, thought I could do or been interested in. Like, um, And I think it took me a, a while to, like, kind of own that I even wanted to do it. Like it always felt like, okay, if if I work in art department, if I work in camera, you know, whatever, that's like a real job, you know, like I felt like, okay, you know, you're working, you're working, you're working, you're working. It, it felt, I don't know, like, like I was being a braggart or something, yeah. <laughs> like, like almost to be like, I'm a director. Like it was like, like I had to like come out as a director or something yeah. like it, like took work to be like oh that's really what I want to do that is what I want to do and I I love how it brings together you know everything that I have kind of done and it it does feel like a natural progression so tell me about the editing process because you're back you're back Um, in the back inside and then so tell me about the who, who you edited the film with, someone to, to talk to me about the sound design because it's a nice sound design. I'm assuming you didn't do that. You, you you hired someone to do that as well. So tell me about that process. I did the sound design. I did it the myself. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Can, can we, I'll take all of the compliments now. <laughs> like Tom and I edited together. Um, and, you know, it, it's we we don't generally sit next to each other it's very much like okay you you kind of go in Tom will come in and he he's so decisive he's he and I'm a tinkerer so that's like two separate processes (laughs) you know he'll come in cut 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 and then I'm like oh two two frames back but let me just try this thing you know like he'll he will have to rein me in and be like okay um how many more experiments before we like that's a good combination though that's a good combination absolutely absolutely it's Um, like it's like fat like i'm like it's like you want someone who's quick and decisive but then you also need the the meticulous person to kind of like oversee the fast and decisive person afterwards yeah yeah it's like i think that it's sort of um that's our i think a lot of our whole thing where he's like you know it's like the ideas and I'm like focusing on this like detail of this thing yeah. you know like yeah where that is very much um the yin and yang of uh, of the way that we work and um as far as as sound design goes um I had a you know CC Hall is was like my sound design professor at UCLA and um I mean just so I'm bragging so influential <laughs> and so incredible um you won an Oscar right for sound yeah yeah for um Top Gun back in the day yeah. and um Bernard Weiser and like who's like he does like ADR and like dialogue editing so they're both like incredible post-sound people just so just so she doesn't get mad if she watches uh, listens to this she she was nominated for Top Gun the first female 
to be nominated for Top Gun, but she won for Hunter for Red October. Won an Oscar. For oh, Hunter. okay. Sorry. My she, bad. She, she's like, I didn't <laughs> Top Gun. I got nominated. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she, she's just incredible. But her, Bernard Weiser, um, I had another post sound professor, um, Eric Marin. They, they just, I, you know, Tom makes fun of me. I just got a hearing test because like my mom wears a hearing aid and like, I'm like, am I getting to that point? You know, and I have normal hearing. Congratulations to me. Um, but he makes fun of me. Like, he's like, you're really good with sound design, but you're like, you know, like Mozart being like a deaf person doing sound design or something. You, like, you, just I like... Listen to you, I listen to everybody else, but you, you think I, have <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> don't <shh. laughs> um you know that they, they all all three i think um opened up a whole new world of movie making that for somebody like myself who was so entirely concerned with visuals everything i had ever been concerned with was visuals yeah um it was a, a totally different like it was almost like it I was making a different movie after I had had them as professors 100%. you know and so um I just try to you know take their lessons and and use my gut and just make it rich and um and get it in there and try not to tinker too much <laughs> and then say, hey, Tom, can you listen to this? <laughs> yeah. For a second there, I thought you were talking about the porn star, not the sound, but okay. <laughs> I definitely tried out some porn sounds, but they were too much. <laughs> the, our audience, we send the audience uh, to you in the audience feedback video. What did you think what the audience had to say about your film? Oh, it was such a nice thing to watch the those videos and, um, and you know, things that were mentioned um and there are some things that I thought were spot on, like our costume designer, uh, Devin Horn, she's so fantastic. And because we were working in so many exterior locations, I think the look of our film um, really comes a lot of it from costume, you know, that's yeah. sort of like uh, dressing our production design of our people, you know? Yeah. And um, the hours she spent with me and and, and us talking about ideas, like she was such um, a rich creative partner on this, this job. And that was something that she, you know, the costume got a call out, which I was like, yes, rightfully so. Um, Johnny Teckle, who's our DP, um, you know, really worked a lot to give our available light the look of lighting, you know, um, and I think that that's something that really shows and that was mentioned in there. Uh, I was delighted to hear people loved Nino and his performance as Garth because I was so nervous about it. So that was great. And um, I think we, Tom and I were like, oh, uh, and we had heard campy and raunchy more than we thought we would. <laughs> But that was something that was a surprise from it. But it, it was wonderful. It was wonderful to hear. And so you now you guys are working on another film, uh, another like a, not a, a crime drama. I think it's according to your. Yeah, book. we're in pre-production um, for another short. It's called Dog Meat, and it is a, a crime drama that focuses on two former high school baseball players that they're kind of legends in their own small towns. 
and a string of robberies in the local convenience stores and a, a coincidence that turns out to be not a coincidence at all. Gotcha. And you guys, yeah. are, you, guys you guys live in New Mexico now? Like that's that's you do. <laughs> yeah. And you're gonna shoot it in I New was- Mexico? Yeah, we're going to shoot it in New Mexico. So this will be the first thing that we shoot in New Mexico, which is really exciting. Yeah, I guess the home of Breaking Bad, I guess, right? So there's good. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. We're we're outside of Albuquerque and we're really excited to have this kind of like rural look of uh, New Mexico in our in our short because it's so beautiful here. Speaking of color palettes, Breaking Bad kind of set the bar there, right? So, like <laughs> the, the the book and the podcast, that we're talking about color palettes. They, when whatever Jesse wore, you kind of saw the future, right? So, <laughs> definitely, I think um, they really cemented, I would say, the the industry here in New Mexico too. So it's kind of like you can't you can't talk about filmmaking and TV here without, I would say. No Country for Old Men or um, Breaking Bad. <laughs> I guess both multiple award winners, both of those. They, are, they tend yeah. to come up, yeah. Because <laughs> they're proud, right? I guess they're proud. Yeah, absolutely. And they should be. Well, congratulations on this film uh, so far. And I actually really love to see your next film. It seems like you guys are on your way and you're making a nice nice team. And uh seems like you got a lot of talent. If you, if you were able to direct this film and you got art directing experience and camera experience you understand lenses and seem like you have a deep understanding of sound design so thank you, you. yeah you got a little, obviously you have a lot of resources to to use to to make films thank you i, I appreciate that and I'll, I'll take it i'll take it yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Because you brought up uh, Cece, the the Oscar winning sound. She's the first female Oscar nominated sound designer. So she's ahead Ooh. of her. And one of those things that people don't know, right? Like the mm-hmm. average person doesn't know who she is, right? So what what's the biggest? What's the thing that she taught you? I'm just curious. What was the thing that that stands out that she taught you? I think there's two things um, that she and Bernard, because they taught the class together, really uh, hit home and. One was that um, stay in it, like the people that are successful in this industry stay in it, and that time time weeds weeds through those that fall out. Okay. That was one yeah. that I think it's nice to say to a bunch of hopeful grad students, right? You're like, okay, guy, it's about, it's about getting through the grind, right? Like, it's yeah. like show up, show up, and yeah. do the job, and then eventually people are going to drop out, right? Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is to the best way to work fast is to trust your instinct. And Those are good. Go that's ahead. good advice for not even just for sound design. That's good advice for life. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. It was a great class. All right. Thank you so much for your time. And let's talk again when, uh, when your next film is made. Woo, thank you so much. Have a fantastic night. One, two, three, four, five.